Hello, and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. I looked at you like you were going to say your name first. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And we're booksmen. Yeah. And you really stepped in it this week. <laughs> yeah, Tim. I I I didn't consult you before putting this. Ball no, up. and uh, look, I'm supportive uh-huh. of uh, you in general and your endeavors. <laughs> um, I thought uh, maybe upon reading this uh, this poll. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe uh, maybe we make a rule where we have a little bit of consultation. <laughs> Look, I just thought like the the you know no fault of yours, but the secret was like a real you know I don't know a real nothing of a book. Yeah, like there wasn't a lot to to go over, and it was like yeah, we agree with some of this, and other parts of it are like kind of toxic and like a shitty way to think and and try and live your life um so it's just like i don't know there's not there's not a whole lot to talk about right so it's like i i gotta mix things up that's what i do tim i'm known as a guy who who gets into a a situation my friend and i and i just start mixing things up like crazy i don't even care but this time I care because some people seemed uh, genuinely upset about it. Uh, I wanted to. I was like, let's 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 get the conversation going about bad men, and I right. put up a bunch of books about different bad men, and people have opinions <laughs> people, and valid opinions. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's well, the problem with bad men is that they've done bad things, right. and it's. Uh, you know, not always fun to talk about, and this show is supposed to be fun. Right. But people forget that we're also books, booksmen. Journalists. Journalists and booksmen. Yeah. And book books journalists. Books-a-lists. Books-a-lists. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. Uh, and sometimes we have to cover books that we don't necessarily agree with, and we're not happy about the subject matter. We wish it didn't happen. Yeah. But hey, the real world's a real place. And sometimes bad things happen, and you got to find out about it through us. All right. Now, here's my question, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, well, this is a bad example, but do you think uh, the response of people, look, people were upset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some people were upset because uh, some people were very excited for this. Yeah. Some people were upset. Sickos. It's, it's. it's the book that OJ ostensibly writes, yeah, it's from OJ's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to not say alleged murderer because that's too, <laughs> yeah, but he murdered people, uh-huh. and then he tried to write a cash grab book. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are just like, I'm not interested in hearing his side of the story, yes, that is fair. So, should we put a disclaimer right now saying, like, we are against this book? in its substance mm-hmm. and we are um more fascinated by its existence yeah. and how it came about and what the fuck happened because it was just like a strange situation yeah it's an extremely weird situation it's kind of like a newsworthy event that i don't think got like not we're not journalists <laughs> but like i don't think this got the det- the attention that it it deserved well, but, at the time. But I think it didn't because it's so distasteful. Yeah, but I think like 
we'll get into it, but people rightfully like fucking lost their jobs and their yeah. companies mm-hmm. over this. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it, it was a disgusting endeavor that I think yeah. we, it's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't imply an endorsement of the content of the yeah. book, which is disgusting, which we won't even spend that much time on, I don't think. Well, and I also wanted to, uh, uh, address that, like, you know, some people that had that weren't happy about it. I don't think that they thought, like, oh, Tim and Tim and Tom endorse this guy. They, they're, hey, they're palling around with OJ Simpson. I think it was more just that they're like, I don't, I don't want to hear about it, which yeah. is fair, more than mm-hmm. fair. So we're actually, we're going to make this like a pretty quick uh, <laughs> book supply. We don't want to dwell on this for a yeah. month. I don't want to make it, uh, you know, murder month here on Books of Podcasts. It is interesting, though, because it did make me think about how, like, uh, you know, so much of uh, podcasting now is like uh, uh, murder podcasts and mm. stuff and uh, how how fraught all that is because you're you're creating, you know, sensibly entertainment out of suffering, even well, yeah. if it's informational. It's like, well, I'm not listening to this because yeah, I'm not listening to like some uh, murder podcast because I'm a detective and I want to become a better detective. It's like, no, I'm listening to this for entertainment. That doesn't mean I'm like laughing, but this is, you know, I'm I'm consuming this on my own time because it's something that I derive some kind of pleasure from. Right. And sometimes people are laughing about it. Yeah. Sickos. No, but there's some comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, very, very successful ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some of them come at them like uh, I don't want to like some of them come at it from like an empowering victims' rights, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, perspective. But um, like I, I used to get into so many arguments about cereal because I was mm-hmm. just like, this is a real person, and like this turned yeah. into like this cultural touchstone, and like I don't know, like. It wasn't journalism because it was just like somebody like doing an investigation and and then like editorializing like, huh? The victim, <laughs> the murder victim's friend didn't want to talk to me, which yeah. I yeah, guess makes sense. But if your friend was murdered, wouldn't you want <laughs> to? Some woman just showed up at your yeah, house with a microphone like, twenty years later. Yeah, in a medium that wasn't established. Like, yeah. oh, there's a podcast. It's like, yeah. oh. Th- like the adam carolla fucking show okay yeah let me talk to you (laughs) um yeah and i mean serial was also like a very interesting case of like you know i listened to all of it and my take on the end of it was man they really fucked up that investigation they railroaded this guy who did it (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah where it's like just because the investigation had huge problems uh all over the place doesn't mean that uh you know this person was innocent when it was still just like i don't know everything else when you step back it was like well who could have killed her in this way yeah it was like eh, there's there's a lot that makes sense here and yeah there was there was a lot that was bungled and railroaded and that that certainly deserves, uh, you know, attention. But I felt like that was that podcast posited like this guy's innocent. Yeah. And it left out a lot of damning yeah, testimony yeah. Um, from people that they never introduced 
introduced into their yeah that they never even talk about yeah and it's like look it's fine but like that's i I guess we're doing the same thing we're about to railroad oj (laughs) (laughs) but my question my original question was going to be do you think Mm -hmm. people would have been um as upset if it was a book about the oj trial or the murders of nicole brown simpson and uh ron goldman um not written by oj and i was gonna say the run of his life by jeffrey tubin but i think they would have been upset for other reasons Uh, i think jeffrey tubin was like on tv the other night i think he's uncancelled somehow i mean even though he jerked off uh in a meeting cnn also puts like white supremacists on (laughs) it's like well we have to both sides everything so like oh a a jerk off artist yeah of course they're gonna put it on tv he's an artist (laughs) i mean he's just an amateur jerk no i mean people were upset about it but they were Mm -hmm. like my god the way he (laughs) jerked off It, it, it was, was inspiring. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I can see why he's doing it during a work meeting when he thinks his camera's off. Yeah. Man, I don't understand. Like, my constant fear in life is that my camera's on or I've accidentally called somebody that I'm talking shit about. <laughs> and I just don't, I don't get how you can be that careless masturbating during the work day it's just an insane thing and i have nothing to lose this guy's got a lot more to lose than me yeah but i feel like the more people have to lose yeah the more cavalier they become well and in fairness like jeffrey tubin you know like i said i saw him on tv the other day it's like meh People are like, hey, he jerked off during work. Yeah, but like forevermore, Tubin <laughs> will be a phrase that yeah, we're that, like his, <laughs> his last name became oh, did a you thing. Hear that uh, Tim got fired from work. Yeah, that he was tubing during a, yeah. a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Look complicated world nowadays but do you think do you think if it was oh no i don't i don't think so because it's just not as i mean there's little you could imagine more disgusting than like murdering two people and then writing a book where you're like and here's how i did it wink wink but it's hypothetical wink wink yeah because i think that's that's what a lot of people's problem with this book is that, you know, a lot of people, including the Goldman family, are like, this is a confession. But it's like, but it's not a confession because he's saying, no, this is hypothetical. Right. He's not saying, yeah, I did it. Here's my confession. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I did that. No. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, so I've read the first half of the book. And like, I, so when the, I'm getting ahead of myself, actually. So let's take a deep breath. Can I take, can, can I reset the conversation sure. real quick? We're drinking. Do you want to talk point? about uh, uh, when he won the Heisman Trophy? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about some of the good things that OJ did. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about maybe after we finish discussing the book, I'll watch one of the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about the the murders. You want to talk about how funny he is. He's not the, like, everybody's like, oh, oh, it sucks that he was so good in those naked gun movies. He was, a he was like, Peyton Manning-level yeah. athlete actor. 
Yeah, it was a funny character because it was. It's always funny to have a character that's just like I don't know, like the 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 butt of violence, like cartoon violence. Yeah, but uh, it it wasn't necessarily because he was. You you could have thrown anybody in there, yeah. and I think they they would have done a good job. Um, we're drinking Six Point Brewery um, spiked seltzers, Tom. Hard seltzer. They don't Hard call seltzer. them spiked right, seltzer, right? Because they're not spiked. Because they're uh, they're I, made this way. Yeah, just like Lady brewed. Gaga. Um, but my thing is, they're called party poppers. Yeah. But every time I've looked at like it, I thought nitrate. it said party poopers. Yeah. Oh well, they were on. They were on uh, like clearance. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It's just it's bad branding. <laughs> yeah. And also like party poppers. You think about like poppers. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are those. I don't like party poppers. Like real party poppers. What are those? You know, the little plastic things that you pull the string and it goes like. And, oh, and yeah. puts out some confetti. Look, it's not enough confetti. It's like a very small amount of confetti. Yeah. It's too loud. They're shaped like champagne bottles or something. Yeah, yeah. kinda. And like they're they're kinda like dangerous, but not It's too loud. They're not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, it's too loud and they're dangerous. It's a little thing I that pops think they in, sh- like I don't think they should be three, selling them. Three little pieces of confetti come out of it. Yeah. You run for cover. Could have killed me. Could have blown my hand off. <laughs> well, if you if you had a bunch of them, sure. Get a bunch of anything, it could kill you. It's true. Get a bunch of OJ Simpsons. Yeah, you just have one. Yeah, it's true. So the backstory of this book is OJ. They so part of it was that they like kept this. Sh- they knew people were not going to be happy about this, right? So they kept this like way under wraps until. Uh, it what was, year it was is close this? This to is publication. what, 2006, 2007? Yeah, I think it's 2006. Um, and so what's interesting is the the version of the book that I'm reading is, I guess, like the most recent edition. So it has um, uh, a lot of, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like a preface? A few forwards. different... A few forwards yeah. about... Uh, uh, from uh, the ghost writer of the book. OJ mm. didn't write this himself, of course. A ghost wrote this book? A ghost wrote this book. Um, and uh, uh, Kim Goldman, who was Ron Goldman's sister, mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron Goldman's father, uh, whose name is escaping me for some reason right now. The mustachioed man. Yeah. Um, huh. I mean, you read the book. Yeah, I thought we'll, you would know we'll, his name. we'll remember it at some point, um, or or you'll just look it up on your phone and stop listening to me. I'm listening to you. <laughs> um, so they they. I mean, if you had done your own research, well, I just forgot to put it in my notes. Fred Goldman. Fred Goldman. Um, so there's like a. Now li- I'm just checking my email real quick. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little bit of distance from actually this this might not be like because it's newer editions. No, it is because Fred Goldman talks about like when it went on sale. Um Fred Goldman talked about the January sixth insurrection. <laughs> um I mean it's weird because like so uh, 
I'll get into it. I mean, it's it's weird. It's a weird. It's weird that this book exists for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, they apparently had already printed up four hundred thousand copies, uh, which I didn't realize. So it was like real close so, to coming out. Wait, go go back. Mm-hmm. Like they kept it under wraps. They kept it under wraps. So what? publishing company was this harper collins harper collins had an imprint mm-hmm. right run by judith regan yeah regan books i think it was who was she's like a a a famous book publisher right like yeah and she was like a lot but like and she also had a show on fox news at the time mm. and she she's like a former tabloid person i believe I, I believe she came from national Enquirer originally um so yeah not the most savory of characters to begin with but like it is kind of this this thing where like these legitimate publishing companies have these imprints that Mm -hmm. like publish like fringe trash right but under an imprint so it kind of like launders things yeah it doesn't uh uh yeah, it, do- it doesn't sully their brand. And they fucked up this time because they were like, hey, Judith Regan, do whatever you want. And she's like, get OJ on the line. Yeah. Well, and uh, and obviously, you know, uh, HarperCollins does not print 400,000 books without, you know, that being run up the flagpole. And, and you know, the the higher ups at, at the, the mothership being aware and also being like, this is going to be great. We're going to sell 400,000 books right away. That's, <laughs> right. I mean, that's a huge first print run. Like, they they were betting this was going to be New York Times number one for sure. Right. Which is insane. Like, this is just a little over a decade yeah. from and, and understandably, the trial, the trial of the century. That it's like, yeah, the trial of the century. This guy's written a book. Where he's quote unquote hypothetically saying how he would have done it if he did it. So it's essentially a confession. Like, of course, that's there's going to be a huge amount of morbid interest in this. Right. And it's going to sell tons of copies. But, you know, is that the right thing to do? And apparently the <laughs> math was done and they decided yes. So much so that there were commercials on. This wasn't just a book launch. Yes. This was a television special where Judith Regan sat down with O.J. Simpson Mm -hmm. and interviewed him about it. Yeah. Which I also thought this was like, this would probably cannibalize the book sales because like judging by the commercials, Mm -hmm. he kind of like went into... the the gross part of this is one chapter that you didn't yeah. get to, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the whole thing's kind of gross, which I'll get into, but but yeah, there there's one chapter about, you know, the night in question. Right. Where so according to him, the, like the rest of the book's real and then once it gets to the murder, it's hypothetical. Right. So they had planned a TV special on the Fox Network, like a network television. Yeah, the, yeah like an hour I long was special. Say Channel Five Fox, but not a, <laughs> it's not Channel, it, not Fox News, the Fox Broadcast yeah. Network that you know everybody like, has access that, to. Like The Simpsons aired on, yeah. and like Married aired, with Children continues to air. The Bundys, 
The Bund, Al Bundy. <laughs> My favorite show, Al Bundy. <laughs> it's on that network. Uh, Mad TV, Alien Autopsy. Uh, in Living Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Minute with Stan Hooper. <laughs> which uh, was probably on the air around Herman's that Head. Mm, the X-Files. Wasn't Gary Shandling's show on Fox? Yeah, Showtime. Oh, okay. No, was, no, not not Larry Sanders, Gary Shandling. Larry Sanders was HBO. The ah. Gary Shandling show was Showtime. Tom, hmm. pull your head out of your ass. I don't know. I feel like I, I've seen a lot of Gary Shandling's show, and I don't think we had Showtime. My parents weren't perverts. I don't know. I use your mom's... Uh, <laughs> Login. To well, we had HBO, the, but that's that's Showtime on demand. That's you know? no, I it works for the Showtime. Yeah, it says too. you know it says it was broadcast on Showtime, but I think they also put it on Fox sometimes. I mean, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, it does. All right, hold on. Broadcast history to bolster its Sunday night lineup. Fox secured the right to air reruns if it's Gary Shandling show not long after they aired on Showtime. Mm. Kiss my ass. I will. <laughs> All right. Tom, I'm sorry, and I look forward to kissing your ass. Great. Um, yeah, so they, they planned this special. I re- they cut commercials for it. Yeah. I don't think that special has ever surfaced. Has no, it, it has. Ah. They they aired it a few years ago. What? Yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube. You can watch what? it. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. Did you watch it? <laughs> um... I watched a clip from it. I can't remember. I think it. I think it came out four years ago. They they aired it. They put it on Fox. I'm not sure where it aired. I think it might have been on Fox News. Four years ago, they were like, "Oh, bets are up." Yeah, society's crumbling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go for it. Put the OJ show on. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it, it's all out there now. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, in the forward, the um, uh, the the ghostwriter whose name I should have written down, I'll I'll tell you who it was next week. Uh, <laughs> that, I'm sure, you'll remember. Damn, that's how you keep people engaged. For now the they're like, well, I got to <laughs> tune in. So the ghostwriter, um, he he gives like a lot of behind the scenes detail about the uh, like the mechanics of all this. And apparently originally there's going to be Barbara Walters doing this. What? Yeah. Which, of course, is, you know, Bar- Barbara Walters, you know, in the in the 2000s, it, you know, is her and Oprah. Those were the two big like. I wouldn't go that far. No, I'm saying for like big bombshell interviews okay yeah you know like if you if you're maybe diane sawyer's up there yeah too, diane though. sawyer's up there too but but you downs you <laughs> downs is you downs didn't really do interviews i don't think Nah, he just rode barbara walter's coattails yeah but like if you were a big celebrity and you had, you know, if you were a hugh grant that got caught with right. uh with what's You'd her go name go on leno he, well, he went on Leno, but like you would go on a Barbara Walters, you know, that that would be like a Barbara Walters, I think, specialized in like softball interviews that seem like they weren't softball. Mm-hmm. That was like she's going to ask hard questions, but it's going to be the questions you're expecting. Right. So you're going to be able to prepare for that. She's not really going to catch you off guard. Um, and she was like very good at humanizing uh 
you know, whoever she was talking to, right. it seemed like. So she, so I thought it was weird. Like the ghostwriter talked to her a few times, I guess. To Barbara Walters? Yeah. And, um, the, and, you know, she was like, you know, she asked, she called him apparently to be like, you know, well, what's your take? Like, it, it, did he do it? And, uh, he had like a weird answer because he was kind of like, look, that's like not for me to say, even though earlier. That means yes. <laughs> even though earlier he I think he was mostly just like, look, I don't want, you know, Barbara Walters to be on TV and be like, I asked the ghostwriter and he said, absolutely. He did it because the ghostwriter talks about that. The first time he met O.J., he O.J. asked him, do you think I did this? And he was like, yeah, I do. And OJ like laughed and shook his hand and was like, well, you're honest. Like, I appreciate that. I like that. OJ, God damn it. OJ's charismatic. And I hate that about OJ. <laughs> Whereas like you think about if, if, you know, I, in a normal world, in normal circumstances, if I asked you, Tim, if I was not you, I guess, if I was meeting somebody for the first time and I was like, a lot of people think I murdered this person. You think I murdered them? I guess it's it's you can't fathom that situation. There, there, there's no analogous situation because yeah. it was the trial of the century, Tom. Yeah, because it it's. You know, yeah, I, you of course heard about this. Everybody heard about this. Yeah. What's your take on it? You think I did it? Okay. Well, you know, join the club. Most people think that yeah. way. So at least you're honest to me. Most people I talk to do think that, but they don't say it. But the weirdest fucking thing is that the, the ghostwriter testified at the murder trial because he lived a few houses down from OJ or he lived a few houses down from uh from Nicole Brown and it and that's just like a coincidence and apparently the he was how is that a coincidence like when they can just be like oh we shouldn't hire this guy who's involved <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I guess it's not like a complete coincidence, yeah. but that wasn't, I, I forget, he explains how he got the job through, oh, because he worked with Judith Regan hmm. for a minute at the National Enquirer, which like he goes to great lengths to be like during a, you know, like a bad period of my life and it's like dude you're writing the forward for the fucking oj's book you <laughs> ghost road i don't think things got much better relax yeah. on like being so like uh for a brief moment i unfortunately work for the national how Enquirer. much do you think he got paid for this gig i'm not sure a hundred thousand dollars more than that i think like i don't know if it was this is my guess I don't think they would have necessarily had to pay somebody a ton of money to ghostwrite it to like, you know, get over the bad taste in their mouth for mm -hmm. doing this. But I think this this could have been the kind of thing where it's like there's going to be so much money involved. You get, you know, you, you get a half a million, a million dollars for this just for ghostwriting this, because like, guess what? That's actually not that much of the actual pie. Right. And we pay you that and you'll be so fucking happy that, you know, you won't. You breach your contract. And right. Like, yeah. Give your own interview to 
exactly you'll Geraldo play Geraldo in two years you'll or play ball yeah. with all of this you'll you'll walk away from this happy right. even though it's obviously like yeah, a you're gross not gonna be shitty like, I got thing 50 grand and everybody else made 20 million dollars screw this the nda i don't yeah, care exactly about it yeah so so that's that's kind of what i imagined it and i kind of imagine that like judith regan liked this guy and was kind of like he seems like a real charmer <laughs> and charmed se- oj and seemed like you know like no i want to give this to somebody that i like that i think will do a good job and in fairness he does a very good job like writing the book like it's you read it and it feels like oj simpson's voice down to the like 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 you said that he is charming that like the book you, you when you're reading it you feel like this is somebody trying to get one over on you this is somebody trying to convince you he knows what you think happened but hear him out he's going to tell you what so so he did MTV's a, diary you think you know but you have no exactly. idea exactly so he does a very good job in capturing OJ's voice and you know that and something he talks much later about or not much later but he talks later about is that you know he uh had trouble in the beginning getting oj to like read it and give his thoughts i think mostly because you know like I, you know i doubt oj simpson's a big reader you know and i and i and he I, reads cigar aficionado <laughs> right uh I I don't want to get into it. I saw I watched a video of him and he was wearing a shirt and I was like, "What is that shirt? What's that brand?" And I looked it up and it's like a nicotine free cigarette. That OJ, like, yeah, he's wearing a shirt for a nicotine. Yeah, free so it's like I guess he's probably somehow involved in that. So it's just like the dangers of smoking. No, it claims the... that there that there weren't that like it got rid of the no it claimed that it got rid of like the cravings but like satisfied the urge to like yeah but the, like nicotine if you had like a, a, an amount of nicotine that you could see it would kill you immediately yeah like a drop of nicotine would kill right. you but the nicotine isn't what wreaks havoc on your body the nicotine. Yeah, yeah. Get you addicted well, then, to this yeah. stuff that, and all the other stuff does I shit believe, to your body. Uh, uh, let me say two things. I think this product. Uh, let me be clear. <laughs> I think this product. It was aimed at people who like have the psychological addiction of like holding a cigarette and smoking it, but it still has the bad stuff. Second, Tim. They got O.J. Simpson as a fucking brand ambassador. <laughs> this That's is right. not the smartest company, not the smartest product. You make a good point. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I'm knocking down the logic of the product itself. The only guy that they can get to fucking promote it is a fucking double murderer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and you know, in fairness, I don't know if, you know, full disclosure, I don't know if OJ's an actual brand. I just saw a Twitter video where he's wearing a polo shirt. He's just a fan. (laughs) Maybe he's a fan and he just bought this polo shirt off their web store. But uh, I doubt it. I think somebody at the company gave it at the very least. OJ's not wearing a shirt that he doesn't get for free. I don't think he's wearing a shirt that he's not getting paid to be seen wearing. Yeah, honestly, like 
Yeah. It it was it was an otherwise unremarkable golf shirt. Would you if you could pay OJ mm-hmm. to wear a shirt that said anything? Uh, I what don't if, I Hold don't, on. I, <laughs> if you had if, but it couldn't be disparaging oh. OJ. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean maybe I could get revenge on like my enemies. Yeah, exactly. You know, I could like be like, "Hey, promote this, you know, business that my enemy runs or whatever." Right. Yeah. Maybe. I still wouldn't do it. I don't think. I don't think I'd want to give him any money. Yeah. But um, if you had like a credit, if somebody like died and bequeathed you a credit, <laughs> where like, like, the money's already been spent. I already paid OJ two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. So if anything, if you don't take up this offer, OJ's then he's getting, getting just, paid yeah, for nothing. Exactly. OJ's yeah. got the money either. All right. Way. Yeah. Then I guess I'd like. Yeah, I'd, I'd have him wear but like he's smart enough to have a non OJ disparagement disparagement clause. In, yeah. In that original paper. What if I just had him wear a shirt with your face on it with nothing else, <laughs> <laughs> no other explanation? I would hate that so much. <laughs> I'd hate it so much. Oh, I also, think we wouldn't be friends anymore. Even if I knew, it would yeah, be, I would never do I don't that. Know. It would be a good bit. And I don't, yeah, but it would cause you actual problems in your life. Eh, who's paying attention to OJ these days? Uh, I don't know. His videos have a lot of likes. You know, he got me to look up this dumb <laughs> uh, nicotine-free yeah, cigarette. That's true, but that's also like. Like, somebody wants to put a camera in a bathroom. If you want to see me take a shit, fine. Like, if you're, you're, if you're, you're an OJ here, fan. Perverts. Yeah, exactly. Cool. What are you, you going to blackmail me? Hey, this guy takes shits. Right? But, like, <laughs> um, uh, OJ, like, if you're looking at that, like, mm-hmm. a potential employer, it's like, oh, OJ was wearing a shirt of yours. It's like, what are you doing looking up OJ, you creep? Yeah. And do you Keep know the yourself. full context of that? <laughs> My friend was left a credit by a, a dead person, and he could pick anybody, and he did that as a nice thing for my birthday. <laughs> and um, he couldn't use it to, to disparage OJ, right, even though he wanted to. Right, that was his first look. Yeah. In fairness to him, the first thing he wanted to do was have OJ wear his shirt that said, I confess I did it. So it was a bit. He put my face on there as a bit, and yeah. we all think it's funny. Um, and I, I realized that like, I think me, me and you, uh, know a lot more about all this stuff than the average person to our detriment. Um, I forgot to mention that. So, or I guess maybe we're getting to it. Uh, you know, the book word got out about the book. There was of course, uproar. Of all people, freaking Rupert Murdoch was the was the uh, level headed person that stepped really? that stepped in and was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. We're not going to put this book out, you know. And level headed in the way of like, this is going to do more harm for my business than good. Right. So, uh, no, uh, four hundred thousand copies of the Rupert, book were destroyed. Walking skeleton, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Uh, 400,000 copies of the book were destroyed. Um, and you know what? I'm curious if, you know, whenever that happens, it's like, aren't they all destroyed? Somebody at the warehouse must have gotten one I or mean, two I mean, it leaked. Uh, I, I the, downloaded it. Well, the it. manuscript leaked. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but I don't know if any, like, hard, original hardcovers. Right. Because I actually am, like, curious what that even looked like. Um, because, 
later on, uh, the Goldman family sued, uh, claiming like, you know, they won the civil lawsuit of the murder uh, that that OJ was what was the term like criminally liable for yeah. the murder. Um, so they were owed restitution uh, money that, you know, OJ declared bankruptcy or whatever. So you couldn't pay. But like interest accrued it's 10 percent interest on that. What what he owes them every year. So, it, you know, it grows pretty quickly. Um, so they claimed like, well, this manuscript is valuable. That's, that belongs to us. Like we want that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that probably like actually erased some of his debt, you know, that they could claim like, well, that manuscript's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I mean, what does he owe them? Like $32 million or something? It's gotten up to there it wasn't that much originally but i think it was originally 12 million maybe but you know it's grown um so yeah i I think it still wasn't a dent it wasn't like oh the goldman family is trying to get richer no they're they're just trying to to make his life miserable yeah is is their whole deal yeah um so this book is published by them and they get all the profits from it uh well i think they they donate a portion to a mm. uh, uh, domestic abuse survivor uh, uh, charity. But uh, I want to make clear, like, you know, when I bought this book, OJ did not benefit from yeah. that. Um, nor did and he. And you pissed on your Kindle <laughs> when, you, when you were reading. It. Yeah. So actually now I've got a, no, I got a waterproof Kindle for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're always pissing on your Kindle. Uh, but reading the forward from from Fred Goldman now. Uh, oh, so yeah, just to finish up, I guess, the forward of the ghostwriter. Like Barbara Walters was interested, but <sighs> there was like some sticking point. And then it turned into a like, well, I can do the interview in February. Can you hold off publication until then? And Barbara Walters busy. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe it was like that sweep, sweep. Show another freaking uh, exorcism on 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, Judith Regan was like, no, we'll just do it on Fox. Uh, You know, the Fox will air anything. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll host it. Yeah. And I'll host it. And like they, you know, they filmed the entire thing. Yeah. so, uh, oh, and then like when it was canceled, like, you know, the, the ghostwriter, you know, he's like, oh, son of a bitch. Of course. Like OJ was like, oh, I didn't, I had nothing to do with this. The ghostwriter and he invented all of that. Um, and then the ghost and he, OJ told the ghostwriter, like, don't worry, I'm not going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> it was like literally the next day he's on TV saying like, Maybe he did it because he seemed to know an awful lot of details about it. That's why I came in. I get three under the bus still like, I'm going to say you might have done it. <laughs> um, and he talks about how he's like, you know, people just want to read this so desperately. He said a federal judge reached out to him and was like, I'll, I'll, I will not leave your living room. I'll come to your house and just read it in your living room so you'll be sure I won't leak it. And he didn't address this, but it's like, well, that's not a very good off. What do I have to gain from some yeah. some stranger coming to my house, some strange man or woman sitting in my living room all day reading a book? 
Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how that uh, that all ended. Those four hundred thousand copies. Yeah. Do you think that was foolish? Because like, no, because somebody's I, gonna buy that book. The internet exists. Mm-hmm. It's two thousand six, right? Yeah. They're gonna. There's one chapter in this that anybody wants to because yeah. it's like oh the quote unquote hypothetical right yeah confession yeah but you There's, can't sell a thirty page book so yeah and they're gonna put it's the same way like does anybody buy these these books about like I don't know the Trump administration or do they just read the articles where it's like here's the Here's the no, they juicy do, bits. They do. I mean, that's the juicy bits. Bits get people to go out and buy the books. I mean, that's what? why they do it. Do you think the, the the they're holding off on other juicy bits? You're getting the best things. These books are all filler and crap. Yeah. And like, oh, you're I, you're not wrong, but things. people fall for it. Yeah. And they and they buy these books. I mean, are you saying that? It was stupid to print up 400,000 copies because you don't think they would have sold? I think this book might have flopped. Yeah, Because I think the combination of people fucking hating OJ for being a murderer and... I I think that was probably part of Rupert Murdoch's math. That he was like, no, people aren't going to buy this. Like, hey, I know this money's going to a fucking murderer and fuck this guy, he's a piece of shit. And also, like... I got every all the information I'm looking for. Yeah, in a news article I read about oh, it. Oh well, and especially like this would have been prime for like people just scanning that article and uploading it and being like, "Here's the bit you want to read. Don't give them your money." Yeah, exactly. And like you know, fuck the consequences. Like the you know, this would have been a thing and that like, who's gonna like would have been impossible to yeah. take down on the internet. And again, it's not a full book. It's like, no, you just want to read these thirty pages. Here they are. Like you'll sit at a computer screen and read that. Mm-hmm. You might not sit and read a whole book that way, but you'll read this. Um, so yeah, it uh, uh, the the Goldman family sued. They got the rights to it, and they decided to put it out because they see it as a confession. And uh, they also, in their uh, cover design, made the if very small, so the book looks like it's called "I Did It" by O.J. Simpson. Um, I didn't realize that there's like a lot of animosity between the Goldmans and the Browns. Oh, I didn't know that. Either. Yeah. Because they, uh, Fred Goldman and Kim Goldman both talk in their, uh, forwards about, uh, Denise Brown in particular that like, she doesn't like them. And like, there was all this. So when the book did come out from them, uh, they were on Oprah. Uh, but there was like all this like controversy about like, you know, they want to make sure Oprah read the book and they were like, yeah, she, she'll read it. And then like right before they're like, she refuses to read it. She's not going to read it. Um, and then like Denise Brown was going to be on the show, but then she pulled out, but then it was like, well, she's going to have a videotape segment and, uh, you have to leave the studio while we air that. So, like, they were just very, uh, you know, harried about this whole thing. And the thing is, it's like, 
I can't pass any judgment on them or on the Brown family. Like, oh, I, yeah. I can't imagine what this situation's like. I can't imagine what the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do is. Um, I, I, and like he addresses that, like, yeah, this looks like, you know, some disgusting blood money. Like, well, we're going to make money by publishing this thing. Uh, and like, I genuinely believe that that's not that they just want to ruin him as much as they possibly can. Yeah. For some semblance of justice. Yeah. Yeah. And like whether their goals were accomplished, that's debatable. Like, you know, whether they hurt OJ more than like they hurt the perception of them. You know, like, uh, I, you know, I don't think less or more of them just because, again, I I can't imagine the situation they're in. <laughs> I wish OJ had written it himself and, uh, like, didn't ha- hire a ghostwriter and was just like, oh, man, my all my hard work. <laughs> I had to type out all those pages. I had to write this whole thing. And now they're getting all the money from well, it. Uh, For I- him, he's just like, eh. I, I meant to mention this, uh, that the, the ghostwriter also, you know, points out that he's like, I started saying that like OJ didn't want to, you know, that it, he was having a hard time getting OJ to like read it and give notes. But then once he did, he was like, oh, he was super engaged and like he read it five times and gave me notes five times and then signed off on it. So like the idea that like, oh, I didn't know. He's like, no, he, 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 uh, you know, a, I'm basing this all on interviews. The interviews, part of the contract was that the tapes had to be destroyed. Mm. Uh, they was like, yeah, lawyers, like once it was done, it was like lawyers came over and watched the tapes be destroyed. Ah, damn it. Yeah. So, but, but, uh, you know, to him, he's like, it that doesn't matter because he you know he signed off on it he put right. his he read it multiple times he gave his feedback and at the end of it he said okay this is good i will put my name on it this is what i wrote um he doesn't say that like um uh you know it sounds like oj never actually like you know a hundred percent came clean with him you know that he still couched things in like this is hypothetical of course right um oh but yeah so i i got away from this this guy the ghostwriter he was the one i'm sure you remember this that testified that he heard nicole brown's dog wailing after oh, yeah. the murders so that's how that's how they established a timeline of like, well, this was when, you know, it, it had to have happened before this time because that's why the dog was wailing. And he said that the first thing OJ said to him when they met was like, man, why did you say all that shit about dogs wailing? That uh, why did you say that? <laughs> and it's just like, um, but uh, but he talks about when he was he a, a a witness for the prosecution yes man i feel like that 
that's weird. Is that uh, OJ entertaining the idea mm-hmm. of doing this book with a ghostwriter? Is that a point in his, like, we know he's guilty. He's obviously yeah. guilty. Is that a point in guilty or innocent that he's, like, willing to be like, okay, well, the ghostwriter's a, 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 a witness for the prosecution. Yeah. Uh, or is it just uh I think it's a, I got away with it. I or don't. just like I don't give a shit anymore. Like write yeah. this book and like yeah, I got away with it. I'm I'm writing a book where I'm hypothetically, you know, uh, confessing, yeah, c- confessing and and describing the murder of my ex wife. Uh, I don't. Why would I care who writes it? Yeah, if this guy's cool with it, this guy he knows I did it. And like I said, they talk about it. And he's like, okay, yeah, you, you're honest. You know, I did it. Like, I think his thing was like, you understand what this is. You're cool with it. Why wouldn't I be cool with it? How do you feel about this ghostwriter? Would you do that? Would you take that assignment? No, I wouldn't take that assignment. Like that's for a million dollars. No, I don't think I would. No, because... that some schmuck would do it if you didn't do it. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to be tied to this. Like that would just be. Uh, I mean, beyond the like taking Rupert Murdoch's money (laughs) to help him make more money to help him and (laughs) OJ Simpson make money. (laughs) I mean, you know, there there's the aspect of like actually being able to stomach that. Yeah. Um, But then combined with like, oh, you know, forever. This is what you're the guy who was like, yeah, I'll do it. I, I don't mind. You well, know. I mean, normally the job yeah. of a ghostwriter is to not have his fingerprints anywhere on it. No, and I think... Like a ghost. Well, and, and in fairness to this guy, he had, he had done this a bunch of times. So I think, you know, I'm not a ghostwriter, so I don't really understand it uh, as well as this guy did. And I think for this guy, it's like, well, no, this is... Uh, you know, uh, an objective thing I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm, you know, telling the story. I'm distilling I'm, the story I'm into distilling a readable the story. Form. Yeah. yeah, and that, and it's just a job. It's you know, like a reporter or whatever. I'm not passing judgment. You know, for like or us. against exactly. He's, He's a just book-a-list. a booksman. Yeah, <laughs> bookalist. Um. So. Uh, uh, Oh, he talks about, you know, like he says, OJ, you know, never was like, all right, man, you know, but, uh, but he talks about some of the details and, and I think this is somewhere where this guy's experience as a, uh, ghostwriter, I think he's got a pretty keen sense of when somebody's making shit up and when they're being honest and he talks about how OJ says when he sees the dog uh when the dog your dog just made a noise when he said dog <laughs> when the dog saw Ron Goldman the dog wagged its tail like it recognized them and that that's what set him off and like the ghostwriter was like that's such a specific detail like you would not think of that right that that has to be something that would have happened 
Yeah, OJ's not like a... <laughs> He's not James Joyce or whatever out here thinking about like... Yeah. And and that's what I've read about this book too, that it's like, you know, the rest of the book is like, eh. And then you get to that chapter and it's like, oh, this chapter is like very detailed and like very, you know, written in a very compelling way of like... This is somebody telling a true story yeah. where the rest true story. where the rest of it is, you know, not. Um, and that's why I was going to say that, like, and, and that's also why I'm not really talking much about, like, the actual first half of the book, because it, it's real disgusting because it's it's, uh, uh, you know, a, of course, a murderer. But before that, an abuser uh, basically giving his side of the story that is just like obviously complete complete horseshit where like every part of the story is like yeah i mean uh you know nicole was upset about her dating other people but i was the one who was like yeah why not you know that's not a big deal um he talks about how and even like the, the, you know, the book begins with him talking about his first marriage, like falling apart, them getting back together again, and then his wife telling him, uh, this isn't working and I'm five months pregnant and him being like, okay, I need like some time to think it, like that night or the next day, like driving up to like, you know, he had like some mountain house or whatever and meeting an 18-year-old Nicole Brown as a waitress, like, within 24 hours of his wife telling him she wanted a divorce. He meets her. He says, like, you know, I haven't seen you around here. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I forget how, but it comes up that she, like, just had her birthday, her 18th birthday. He's like, oh, I wish I was here for that. And just, like, he immediately you know, moves on from his wife to this, you know, she just turned 18 yeah. years old. Um, and he's late thirties at this point, I think. Okay. I mean, you're dating an 18 year old right now. <laughs> Not dating an 18 year old, Tim. Um, but, but he talks about how like, uh, you know, a- after his marriage with Nicole, after like they were separated, that like she was asking him for dating advice. And he was like, well, this is weird, but like, just be yourself. You know, you're a great girl. I'm a regular guy. Yeah. And it's a- like, well, no, beyond regular guy. Nice like, guy. Uh, yeah. Like I am, if anything, I'm too nice of a guy uh, when he finds out that. She was she had slept with his friend Marcus Allen. Um, he claims that he's he was mad because he knew Marcus Allen's fiance and they were going to get married at OJ's house. And he was mad uh, that like Marcus was uh, fooling around when he was about to get married not that his good friend was having sex with his ex, right. with his like not even ex-wife i think at that point they might have just been separated 
And it's like, no. Uh, he was cool as a cucumber, Tom. Well, exactly. It, it, it goes way too far of like, well, no, a normal thing would be to be very mad about Acting that. Acting like the whole world didn't hear those 911 tapes where he's freaking screaming in the background. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and, and that's the thing, too. He's got, you know, explanations for those of like, well, this is what actually happened. You know, Nicole was... Well, you see, the thing is this. Well, it's like Nicole was, you know, beating the hell out of me. And I was afraid she was going to hurt her fist. So I tried to, you know, stop her from doing it. And she accidentally hit herself in the face. You know, it, it, it's real gross shit. Um, they... I uh, wish uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was there like he was in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, like, yeah. You hit him? You hit her, I hit you. Yeah, they they could have used a kindergarten cop instead of Mark Furman uh, responding to some of these calls. Yeah, kindergarten cop instead of a (laughs) racist cop. Um, but eventually, I you know they're they're they get separated, but they decide to. According to him, you know Nicole's the he's moved on, but Nicole's the one who desperately wants to get back together. They get they decide to get back together and, you know, and even this, it's like, well, that's a, you know, even if this is true, it's a bad idea. They decide like, well, we're going to try getting back together, but we're going to commit to a year of it. And before we like move back in people and make get married too again complicated and I guess that didn't actually really happen. Yeah. OJ's lying. Yeah. Uh, this, I think. I, I could see this happening because it seemed like their their relationship was like so complicated and and so, you know, abusive and just like, you know, it seemed like they both were like constantly, I don't know, like trying to make each other mad. Don't you think? Take the abuse out of it. Yeah. When people are like, oh, like, uh, it's so much work and we had to, like, make up all these, like, it's like, stop, just find somebody else. <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, it, you know. Like we have all these schemes and plans yeah. to, like, make us tolerate each other on a daily basis. It's like, well, and maybe, like, don't. Well, his, his reasoning for this is that they... You know, they they would break up and get back together so many times. But he claimed that it was her idea. And she was like, well, I don't. And, you know, to a certain extent, I get it. But it's like, you're missing the real problem here. Whoever decided this, if it was decided of just like, well, I don't want you to, uh, you know, us. the next time we have a fight, you to explode and walk out and decide this is done, you're over with. I, I Actually, I forget who said that, you know, according to him, that thing. But it's like, well, you're, you're overcomplicating this. If you have a relationship where one person often, or both people often explode and walk out, Guess what? It's not a good relationship. Yeah. You don't have to commit to a year because, well, of course, during the year, both of us are going to often, you know, walk out on each other. So we need to have some, some, you know, and again, he doesn't even understand that it's like, well, that's not a healthy relationship. uh, I'm beginning to think OJ doesn't know what a healthy relationship is. 
Well, he claimed that he was in a healthy relationship with uh, Paula Barbieri during wow, this that's time. That's a name I haven't heard yeah, in a while. Yeah, and that, you know, that that was part of his, uh, uh, why he wanted, like, some stakes in this. Because he was like, I've got a good thing going here if I'm going to break up with her. But he also has, like, you know, he, he says, you know, he and Nicole slept together while he was with Paula Barbieri. And then, like... Nicole, you know, came to the house like a couple of days later and she was like, he, I guess, had pictures of Paula up and she was like, well, you have to take these down. And he was like, what? Why do you? And it's like, well, because you were married and then you slept together. It's not crazy for her to think like, OK, we're back together again yeah. uh, and get mad at uh, at all this stuff. Um I there is, you know, and of course he's like sowing seeds of doubt throughout this, but there is some weird shit that happened that I didn't know about. Um, Tom, are you being enchanted? No, no, I'm not being enchanted, but that um, because a lot of this he's talking about how did you know she was mouthy? Uh, (laughs) Oh, no, no. He talks about her like falling in with a bad crowd a lot because that's his uh, his. Thing. That's his whole thing. Like uh, it was the a drug random deal drug gone dealers wrong. killed her. Yeah, but it is very. Tom, listen, you've been enchanted listen. By OJ, this sucks. <laughs> um, that there's a guy, another waiter that you the, <laughs> listen that used to work with Ron Goldman, Roldman. <laughs> that used to work with Ron Goldman. That was killed a year earlier with had his neck slash had this very similar like knived in the torso repeatedly and then had their neck slashed um, that people that like it is assumed like, oh, this was like some kind of a drug thing and that uh, OJ killed that guy, too. And that uh, another. um uh, waiter at the same uh, restaurant as Ron Goldman was killed a year later, also in what they think was like a drug related. And it, apparently, this waiter like was living beyond his means. It seemed like so. It's like this guy's got something besides just being a waiter. And and you know, I guess there were there were rumors about. Uh, that this restaurant that that Ron Goldman was at was like you know uh, a, a trafficking place or whatever, right? And like that's interesting and that's kind of crazy. That's but that is far from the craziest uh... coincidence. <laughs> I think a crazier coincidence is that O.J. Simpson had. Uh, a pair of shoes that only 300 pairs existed and there were also footprints at his wife's murder scene. Yeah, those drug dealers had the... Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's an interesting... Uh, you know, I think it's like... Uh, you just find yourself enchanted by well, OJ's narrative No, here. I was going to say, I forget the name of this. Um, maybe it's called like uh, like Umbrella Man Phenomenon or something. But you know about the guy with the umbrella at, at the, the JFK, JFK assassination? assassination? Yeah. 
where people thought like, oh, this weird guy was a sunny day. He had a black umbrella that he opened just as the uh, motorcade was going by. That was a Russian agent. And it was like a gun. It was like a spy gun. And that's what actually shot him. And it was like, no, he was actually like protesting Joe Kennedy something Joe Kennedy had done and there was like a relation to umbrellas. And basically this, this theory comes out of like, if you look at any situation closely enough, you're going to find weird things because like life is weird and random and there's weird coincidences that happen with things. And I think this is a case of that, that it's like, yeah, maybe one or two guys, Ron Goldman knew were, tied up in all this but you know the the idea that that's who did it and got away with it is absurd of course maybe oj was also tied up in it maybe he killed those other guys um probably and i also thought this was interesting and this is the timeline i looked into this the timeline kind of doesn't make sense uh OJ claims that he one of the ways he heard about, uh, you know, that his wife was with a quote unquote rough crowd was uh, from Anna Nicole Smith's stand in during uh, Naked Gun 33 and a third that she told OJ like, oh, I've seen your wife, Nicole, at like some crazy party. She's in with a rough crowd. And OJ said the stand in was basically a part time hooker. Um said that she wrote a book with Heidi uh, or not with Heidi Fleiss about Heidi Fleiss because she was a hooker uh, or, you know, a sex worker under Heidi Fleiss. And, uh, uh, but I looked and it was like, that book came out two years after. So it's like, if OJ knew this woman was a sex worker, he would have had to know. He didn't learn it from a book that came out two years later. You know, it's probably learned it from her. (laughs) Well, he learned it from her or like more likely it was like he found out later, you know, doing some umbrella man shit. Yeah. He found out later like, oh, there was a person on our set that was was a a shady person. Yeah. uh, So I'm going to say that she told me and I'm going to be like, wow, if this person who's involved in unsavory things says this is a rough crowd it must be really rough yeah well all of this seems very compelling and i'm sympathetic to (laughs) oj's perspective and the thing is it's like look even if nicole was like you know doing coke or whatever doing drugs like you know the drug cartel doesn't go to customers houses and be like we're gonna kill you why (laughs) she's a paying customer yeah and like if she got some cocaine on like you know i don't know she didn't not have money she had money yeah Uh, did they find they didn't find cocaine on either of them as far as i'm aware they didn't find anything like that i mean you would have heard that a Uh, million times yeah you think um, F. Lee Bailey wouldn't have? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, so what are you alleging? Either that she was like involved in the trafficking or that she uh, was a customer and what, like didn't pay? They'd be like, well, don't sell to her again. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, well, we'll teach her a lesson. We'll brutally murder her. Yeah. And and if Ron Goldman was involved, and uh, you know, as far as I know, there's no other evidence other than him having 
having happened to know two people who were killed in like unusual ways. Um, Maybe no, according to OJ. No, fucking... I looked into these uh, on my own, and like oh, you... <laughs> they're they're unsolved cases. Okay, um, but there's a lot. Of, but the one was like there's lots of murders that are unsolved. Well, the one was an attempted mugging that there was a witness to. Right. So. Eesh. You know, it's like, no, this woman saw somebody, this woman was like a girlfriend or a date or something, saw these guys come up to her boyfriend, ATM, put a gun up to his head, him refuse and then kill him. Mm. Um, But it's like, all right. So if like some high, you know, some cartel members had a hit out on Ron Goldman and they were following him from work. Why would they be like, well, this isn't his house, but like, let's go do it. Like they, they just for simplicity's sake, you know, they don't want to get caught. They wouldn't have done that. Tom. Mm -hmm. I wish these murders never happened. No, me, me too, Tim. I wish I didn't have to read this book. Yeah, but you have to. I wish our sick Patreon members didn't force me to read this book that otherwise I had never even heard about. Do you think if you had put on like, uh, like a uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood, the story of Fred Rogers <laughs> that would have uh, out uh, that that would that would have maybe won. because there probably would have been enough people there. Like I don't want to hear about yeah. anything bad. Uh, they're not listening anymore. Well, look, we you've we, killed it. You've killed the brand, Tom. We're, but we're like we're like the library. We've got a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, we've got books for all tastes. Yeah. And we'll be done with this book next week. And then we'll watch the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being patrons. We love you very much. Tom, any last words? I just hope we find out who did this in the next... Uh... Yeah, you'd think, like, I don't know. I know it's hack, but, like, OJ seems to have some leads. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking find the real well, killers. I will say, actually, let me, let me before... Uh, you know, uh, we'll get to it next week, but OJ in this version says he had like an accomplice, mm-hmm. a guy named Charlie like, that yeah. he claims is like a pseudonym. And the, the ghostwriter does say he's like, I don't, I, I think he made all that shit up. Wow. Ah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, but, and to be clear, one more week of this book, then Naked Gun Movies. <laughs> and then we're going to go to Dave and Buster's. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Mm-hmm.